0: So, welcome to the first episode of Hashtag I2 Mentoring Stories, where we learn from women how they have found support in their career journeys, we hear how they have given support to others, and we share insights into how more women can achieve professional success. I am M'Paw Tutu van Verth, the CEO of the Tutu Teach Foundation, a priest, an author, and an artist.
1: I am Marceline Tutu van Verth, a board member of the Tutu Teach Foundation, a medical doctor, and a professor in pediatric infectious diseases. Today we will be talking with Marie de gaij and Miriam de Blekouwer.
0: Marie de gaij is a lawyer and a partner at a major Dutch legal firm, Houthof. She has served as a non-executive board member of several companies, including KLM and the Nederlandse Bank.
1: Miriam Niblicourt is a member of the Senate of the Dutch Parliament. She has been recognized as one of the leading labor and employment lawyers in Europe. She leads Baker McKinsey's employment and pensions law practice. Welcome,
0: Marie and Miriam. Marie, um, even a sideways glance at your resume shows an amazingly accomplished person. I know that there's much that you have achieved through sheer hard work um, and a very sharp mind. I would love to know if there are people in your life, mentors, who have helped you to attain professional success.
2: I would love it when Mirjam would tell the story how we both came to to the mentoring program and I think that's a beautiful story. I was
3: called, I was in the car, I believe, and I was called by Marie and uh, Marie said, yeah, um, uh, I would like to start an all women group for uh, partners of the big law firms uh, in the Netherlands and are you willing to to join me? And then we were just talking and, and chatting away and uh and 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 we 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 had a follow up call, and I believe that uh, uh, Marie's then husband said, like, "Oh, I think you'll like her you You should really carry on with this idea." so and then we became real good friends. We set up the group. We didn't think like, oh, all the other women are our competitors. We really thought we will we will bring this to fruitation. we'll we'll share our stories, we will mentor each other, we'll mentor younger. Women, And that was the aim of the group. And the nice thing about Marie, Marie was always the chair. She -hmm. founded the group. I was her right hand. I was always sitting on her right. And we always knew that we would have each other's back. And that was the very, the, 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 well, the nicest part of, of working together. I could do silly things. I could laugh. I could be totally myself. And Marie would always think that I did a good job. The other way around was also uh, uh, the case. So we had some really first class speakers and uh, and, and it was always when you came home, you felt energized and I think that's how our mentoring program
2: started. It's a very relevant story because it it started in 2004 (laughs) and uh, it is still a mentoring program for uh, within uh, large law firms uh, for women leaders in law. So women who really want to know their way, uh, their career path, and want to know where they st- w- where they stand in their career, but also how to move to these positions where you are uh, capable of going into partnerships. Uh, it's very important that women often get some guidance about visibility, about how they make clear what they really want. And and, and this is the mentoring program side. So these women, partners from all law firms, uh, became mentors of, of women uh, lawyers at other law firms. And that was very, uh, uh, is very effective up to today. So I received, I always receive an email every year Uh, They ask the HR departments, uh, are there new women? Uh, And uh, yeah, they are very successful because of the mentoring program. So it is not only a program where the leadership uh, uh, issues are being discussed, but it is, I think, very uh, popular program because of the mentoring part of it. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was the first where I think Miriam and I also started as uh, becoming mentors ourselves. We did that with a good laugh because mm-hmm. that's important in life yeah, and to also, have good laughs.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, and helped to create the program. So what was holding us back? Maybe we're always afraid to step out of our comfort zones. We're afraid of telling uh, uh, what you're doing, the big cases you're handling. Uh, and why are we afraid of telling that? We think it's bragging, but it's not bragging, it's just telling what you do. So all those like tips and tricks uh, are now, uh, well, taught to women. And, and Marie and I often said to each other, well, we wish that, that we have, had gotten that tips at an
2: earlier stage in our career
3: perhaps yeah
2: Yeah, we found out the hard way maybe exactly and interesting is that the program uh had a national uh, aspect to the national law firms here in the netherlands but also we tried to make it more international mm-hmm. uh, relevant uh that yeah. was i think the five years we were involved of the 10 years we were involved together the five years we also yeah. had an international way of working with other law firms but the key thing was that we did not see each other what miriam is saying is that we did not uh, see each other as uh, competitors, mm-hmm. but that we were supporting each other, so we could create a sisterhood in 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 a mentoring yeah. program, which was very uh, effective. And I think uh, what uh, what uh, also is very dear to me is that I think Miriam really uh, w- was quite clear uh, from the first start when we uh, uh, were brought together that uh, it was not only our friendship, but in a professional way, we knew and understood how it is to give back up to each other. And this was a very important part of, of uh, this organization and how we worked and how also what you give as an example to others. Uh, so all also other female partners, yeah. they behaved in the same way because they, they saw that we were a very relaxed way of, of dealing with uh, our information from our firms and sharing the relevant information. Yeah. Why? Because you want to make uh, it better for everyone. And, and and maybe you think, well, that makes sense. Why is that uh, a problem? Well, uh, lawyers are very conservative. Mm-hmm. So before lawyers share information outside their firms with competitors, whoa, we are talking about 2004, yeah, not, yeah. and that was a completely different world. From now.
0: And I I imagine then that there weren't as many um women partners in law firms in the Netherlands as there are now. And it doesn't look to me as though there's a huge number of women who have made partner even now. Yeah, it's
3: getting better and better. True. We're doing better, but but we're not there yet. But I think we're at 30% now for most of the law firms. So we're doing a really better. And um, well, we like to think that that's also partly because of this, uh, mm-hmm. well, this this mentoring and and and, and the whole course that uh, that women could do because now they've learned, they know each other and they have a network for each other and can ask help. And that really helps. I mean, I had a ma- as a mentor like Christine Lagarde in my mm-hmm. law firm. Mm-hmm. And she was really a game changer for all the women in my law firm because she just said she was our role model, one of the first role models, you know, she, she became the head of our international firm, she had two children, and you really thought like, oh, if she can do it, perhaps I can do it. And she really gave the floor to all the women, you know, normally, if you have a, a meeting or so, all the men are talking and, uh, and it's
1: difficult to get through. But she would say, well, Miriam, what do you think of it? And has she been your first mentor? Was she the most important mentor? Or did you have other women who were mentoring you as well?
3: Well, that's also uh, in your family. So my mother Mm -hmm. was a very big role model. She always said, well... uh, men have easier lives because they go out golfing, they go to to have lunch and then they come home and they've said they they worked really hard. So in my mind, working was less stressful than raising the children. (laughs) But uh, so she was a mentor. My father was a mentor. He always said, don't be afraid, just go for it. And if it doesn't work out, you can always do something else. So it was the whole growing up. And I was at the school that was really a liberal school. You could do whatever you wanted. Uh, learning was not so important, it was more like uh, the social part of it. So, there, that, that's where I picked up that part. So, I, I had many, many role models. Yeah. You and, Marie, I don't know how that was for you.
2: Uh, so, I think most of my role models were outside. And uh, I think um, in the legal field, it was Els Swaap. Mirjam, um, maybe you remember that she was in the first. Oh, yeah. A session of our mentoring program yeah. she was then Bacon. managing partner yeah. I was also managing partner and she was very influential because she was the first female managing partner of a big law firm yeah and um so for me also in relating to what is it to be a managing partner she was quite key uh, in in uh in my life and I always uh uh, had these lunches with her, which were, in fact, just mentor and mentee uh, lunches I, I I, collect. So that's uh, that's in the legal field, and outside the legal field, I uh, mention often uh, our former queen, uh, now Princess, Beatrix, mm-hmm. because she, uh, her, her working discipline, you know, the way yeah. she, hmm. uh, she uh, could be and empathetic about uh, difficult things which happened, but also her way of uh, being, dealing with, in a quite professional, uh, organized way, and also being all, one of the guys, you know, she was always one of the guys. And, uh, but also, you could see that for her, family life was very important. Uh, so, I think uh, being also balanced in the mix, in a way, where you see yeah. that you have a non-stop job, which is, of course, uh, her, uh, in, in I don't want to compare my job with her, but we also always say that lawyers have to be available 24-7, mm-hmm. and, and you have uh, four children eh, as family, uh, too, and, and a family life. Uh, yeah, I found her a very inspiring uh, personality. You could see that she really cared, and she was approachable. Good. She was approachable. That that yeah,
3: yeah yeah. I think that Christine and she have have some similarities. Yeah. Uh, why they are good mentors? Yeah, true.
1: May I ask a question? Both models. of you are work in a very male dominant uh, dominated field, and Miriam, recently in the news, there has been some controversy about women in the political arena. What has been your experience? Uh, have you been able to, and how have you been able to exert power and maintain femininity in, in the in your work? Yeah,
3: that that is a very good question. I think to to be true to yourself is the best to to uh, to do a good job. Mm. So I'm a feminine person, so I'm not changing myself uh, uh, for a reason because I think I fit in better than uh, that. I've never done that and that has served me well. Maybe also uh, brought some complications now and then, but then you overcome that. But in the political arena, I'm quite new now. I've only been one and a half years in the Senate. Um, I, uh, 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 I have a very easy job to do uh, because um, I'm, I'm in the VVD and Anna-Marie Joritsma, yeah. who is a, a woman, is our leader. So she will always give women the floor, also in our VVD, uh, Fractie. I don't know how that is in English. Oh, uh, uh, but but so we're 50 percent, yeah, 50 percent uh, male and 50 percent women, which mm-hmm. really really makes a difference. It makes it just a lot easier. Uh, so I have not encountered any uh, any of those problems, now that I'm again, as so, as some sort of starting all over again, I didn't, haven't encountered the problems I had when I started um, to climb the ladder in uh, uh, in in our law firm, because um, it was just a male-dominated group, and that is a lot, lot uh, more difficult. Uh, I still, now and then, um encounter that 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 you have an all male uh, meeting that you try to say something you know and and that you don't know how to get that across in every country all women if they're in a male uh, dominated environment it's difficult to get the floor mm-hmm. and i once asked um, a politician how do you do that when you when you are in the in a male uh, environment and and she said i'm just uh, shouting like a man and i'm saying hey But I thought, well, that's not me, you know, I would never do that. So, so, so what we now do is in Baker, that if a woman doesn't come across, you, you, you help each other, you know? So you say like, like, okay, Miriam wants to say something, or if I say something, another woman would say, oh, that's a very good thing. What Miriam said, you know, Mm -hmm. because sometimes men try to steal your ideas Mm -hmm. because you can't voice them. Enough, and I think that is exactly what Marie and I did in that mentoring program in that whole schooling, and that is where it started off, so the circle is where we are here at the circle because mm-hmm. that's what I meant with saying we have each other's back, we would help each other um in in that way, you know if you don't feel hurt or you can see that that um, um, Marie didn't get her point across, that will be very rare, but then I would help her, and she would help me. So I think that is one of the most important things that women could do for each other. Mm -hmm. Or for instance, if there's a job, um, um, a job in your law firm or wherever, say, oh, have you thought of that and that woman? Because women won't raise their hand. Men would Mm -hmm. say, I I can do it. And then women tend to think, okay, well, you do it. I'm too busy or whatever.
0: You know, both of you have um, talked about uh, mentors who you've admired and who have um, taught you a lot, um, but I know that both of you have also been mentors to other women. And so I just I wonder um, are there yes. are there um, stories of mentees of women who you have been mentored f- um, for, who who either have taught you something, have taught you something about yourself, um, or who you really feel like, yeah, I made a real impact there and i've really changed someone's life in a way that i hadn't anticipated when i got into the relationship
2: well for for me to say i have a, a mentee is mariana stefanian she's from uh, origin from armenia and um there was in harper's bazaar there was like the mentor uh, people uh a mentor, Pupil, and we went both for it. Uh, To make a long uh, story short, she's now writing columns for Harper's Bazaar. She just published one, her first yesterday, which is really good. And uh, and, uh, so that was, of course, it's Harper's Bazaar. So it was content and beauty and she's a beauty uh, must say and so it was very nice to do that together but what I learned from her and and the interview we we had a double interview like this and uh, what learned what I learned is that um, her way of uh, uh, seeing things in in our society where she has to find her way in uh, in this society and now more in an international career uh, was, uh, was very, um, uh, well, obvious that, that, uh, that there are different ways of looking at things, and that we are so much biased in the way, and, and, and Miriam and I are very privileged in the way we, yeah, and of course yeah. we, we had to find our way also in a white man's world, but if you compare it to people in yeah. our country from different backgrounds, and also her first column, which is about more women in politics and also the way uh, you have to relate to uh, what is then the women politics. Are they really also reflecting how our society really is? And I think uh, it's so beautiful that she can put words on these things as some sort of beautiful activist. Eh? Beautiful I mean yeah. not in, in, in as, as an activist so beautifully.
1: Miriam, you write in your book uh, yeah. as, uh, to yourself as a mentor. Yeah. And what was the most important uh, advice you give gave to yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So yeah. So I've advised my younger self in the book. Um, don't worry too much. Don't worry too much. Uh, it will all be fine in the end. And if not, you'll f- you'll you'll find a way. So we tend to worry about so many things, and so many things never happen. What you worry about. Mm. So. I believe that was it. Yeah. Or is that also something you will you will tell to your mentees? Yes. And also, do, yeah. So I am telling them two things. Uh, don't don't worry too much because it will not materialize. Uh, or do something about it if if it will materialize and you can do you can change it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, don't take things too personal. Because we women tend to think, well, let me talk for myself. I tend to, th- to take things more personal than um, mm. male friends of, of, of me. So, and it's it's almost never personal. Some sometimes people are stressed or have a bad day and they mm. say something nasty, but it's not, not because of you, but it's just because of themselves. Mm. So yeah. that's what I, I learned. Um, and um, yeah, and, and I... I teach them a, a funny story with, with some, uh, which I told I had, a, um uh, I had a speech yesterday for 700 young women and what I told them, I was in my kitchen because we we're all in the kitchen working all day, all day. And I saw a, um, a spotted woodpecker and that woodpecker just pecked his way and made a hole in a, in a, in a tree. And then I sa- saw a Robin, like looking at the woodpecker. And then I thought like, oh, that's just like human beings. If you're a woodpecker, you want to become a Robin. And if you're a Robin, you <laughs> want to be
2: a woodpecker.
3: But a Robin can never be a woodpecker because a woodpecker has shock observers. And that's why he can pick the tree, you know? So look at yourself and we all have something beautiful. and and, and don't look too much at the other. That's so what they, what they yeah. No, yeah, I've mentored a, a young woman from uh, Johannesburg because I now and then work from Johannesburg, our office, and uh, and what she told me, exactly the same, what Marie uh, said, j- just a, a totally different perspective, you know? Um, I worked there in the office and, and uh, I went to the toilet, but you can't flush it because there was no water and no one even minded and I thought like oh my god I can't go to the toilet you know so mm-hmm. it's just but then then so the environment is really different and the circumstances are different but what 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 it taught me is that we're all the same we're all having the same worries and the same maybe she has more worries because of the environment but deep down we all have the we are all insecure and we have to fight to become more secure and then just voice what you think and then uh yeah then all will be well and uh, she's doing a real good job and i could i could help to make that a less male environment office so Mm -hmm. and and that helped yeah
0: well marie i know you also spent a lot of time in africa as a as a child and it has a special place in your heart um and i wonder whether there's there's um, anything that that you bring from your African experience into your work here? Uh,
2: I also remember saying in my book that that uh, for me diversity in that way was quite normal because yeah I've been raised in Zambia for in part of my youth and then coming back in this country where my father uh, was professor at the Institute of Social Studies, bringing home people from all countries, and with their, hey, we never uh, ate potra with uh, kaas, it was always warm meals, because you're not giving uh, these, <laughs> these typically Dutch meals, they're awful for. So uh, I was very used to yeah. just uh, so this diversity thing, and not only that, but also being raised by parents who, well, my mother worked uh, as teacher at school, so the combination of work and five children uh, was quite clear uh, role model. I almost forget my own mother. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I often. Oh, and she's her, so nice. I see. Yeah. Uh, thank you. But she's uh, and, and my father yeah. who had five daughters who raised them like yeah you know like you are going to go your own way in society and be uh, independent woman and working woman and yeah with me also I have been uh, put on judo for example so and playing chess which are also, uh, uh, not sports that, that, that shows that, that there are differences between men and women, so uh, very much raised in equality, so for me it was really normal as that.
1: I, I often get the question how um, from young students, medical students, or even residents in pediatrics, that they want to know how do you become a professor, or how do you become a lawyer, in your case, and do you, how soon do you have to be goal-oriented? So is it important that you first have a broad idea of everything you want to do, like medical students, they want to do all kinds of medical specialisms, or do you have to immediately uh, start thinking, oh no, it's going to be pediatric or surgery. And so Miriam, you said something about that.
3: Yeah. So I started off really broad because I did I studied tax law and civil law. So Mm -hmm. I really wanted to work in both fields because I couldn't make a decision. I couldn't make a choice, you know? So I thought, let's do all. But then quickly enough, I I, uh, realized that I I should focus if I would like to become the best in the field because Mm -hmm. otherwise you're wasting your time. That's what I thought at least. And then I thought I want to be a mother. I would like to have children. So then I I came at arbeidsrecht, uh, employment law, because I thought it's 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 not too broad. It's I
1: can I can just get a grip of it and and become the best. But is it important that you already know when you're young what you want to do, or you say you can have do a lot of other things and then just figure it out during the along the way? I I think that the. the the
3: earlier you know, the better, to be honest. Yes. Well, maybe, Miriam, this is the first
2: I don't agree fully. Okay. Because yeah. I think... Uh, okay, well, that's good. That's nice. That's good, eh? Well, I think uh, sometimes you have your heart and your head. And if you are studying, uh, it is like you you don't know exactly everything. You just started the path on, on your on your uh, working path, eh, in a way. And I think what you see is that there are a lot of things that come together when you start working that you think, okay, this is this has more of my heart, or I'm more talented in that way. So to invest in that, and also to give really attention to signals, and that is also where mentoring is good. Yeah, So talking about it. And I think Miriam and I are examples that we love our, our legal job so when we look at ourselves we were quite firm what we wanted and we are still I think happy lawyers so mm-hmm. and we do a lot of other things but in the essence we are happy lawyers I think mm-hmm. but I, what I see yes, also with true. some of my children you see that the path is a bit longer and sometimes I say to them well take another path you know maybe you should not yeah. think if your you mother like is a it, lawyer true. Uh, you know her Bill no. and she now so she, she started. I know her yeah but she 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 just graduated law in eh, last year but now she's uh, finishing her study philosophy and I, th- I said several times to her I think you're not uh, that much uh, a lawyer as eh? so there is something which makes that you want it there's always some can be pressure in your life and now when she let it go Well, she she does beautiful things and, and her path is a completely different path than the path of her mother's and that's beautiful.
3: No, that, that I totally agree with. But what I disagree with is that people think like every day needs to be nice and funny and you, you yeah. every day no. you need to love your job. That's not true. That's just simply not true. It can't be in a marriage, can't be in a job, can't be anywhere. So sometimes be you just a have to bite the
2: bullet.
0: <laughs> not every Tell day. Me
2: more. <laughs> no, <laughs> I agree. I agree, no, but be if real, you, yeah, be real, yeah. so don't, so all these people, but that's also a kind of sadness, when you see that people ca- cannot find uh, a position of their grounding, and then that has also to yeah. do with uh, that you have to be strong in certain, and, and have to, you know, continue, you don't become a professor uh, if you're not, no, yeah, if you
0: don't carry on. Before we close off, I'd like to give you a chance to to tell any last piece of advice um, to younger people um, in your field, out of your field, um, younger women especially, of how to get ahead, of how to keep moving in the path that they've chosen. Don't let others define you, define yourself.
3: And, and see the beauty. In every day there is some beauty, also in difficult moments, and always try to see the beauty in every day,
2: in small things. Small things and make visible. Eh? The visibility of what you, what you really want is very important for women, that they, they know it, that they get to know themselves, what they really want, and that they can speak out. Uh, you can work very hard, but if other people don't know yeah. what your desires are and wishes, this is very important to, to speak out loud. So speak up
3: for yourself and also for others.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Again. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you to our listeners,
0: from me, Marceline Tutu van Furth, and from me, Mpa Tutu van Furth, and see you next